0: You're listening to The Conversations Podcast brought to you by Cypress Creek Church.
1: And it is really difficult to open up ourselves. Thankfully, again, God sent His Holy Spirit to do exactly that, to convict us, to comfort us, to counsel us. And so if we really do what Psalm 139 says, to examine, allow the Holy Spirit of God to examine our hearts and search our anxious thoughts, what worries us, what concerns us, He is going to show you.
2: Welcome to the Conversations Podcast. I'm Taylor. Today joined, as always, by two special guests. First, we have Lead Pastor Jose Abaroa with us. Jose, thanks for
0: being here. Thank
2: you. Absolutely. And we are joined by this Sunday's speaker, the one and only Mary Dunn. Mary, thanks for being here. Thank
0: you. It's fun to be here.
2: Yes. well, one of the things I always like to open up the episode with is just hearing from the speaker about the behind the scenes as they prepared for the message, which you kind of already gave everyone (laughs) a little bit of a sneak peek uh, to that on Sunday. But I love maybe if you wanted to elaborate just a little more on just even as you got the assignment from Jose, kind of what your thoughts were initially and just kind of how you personally grew through the experience of teaching and can you best. choose another word than
1: assignment because I don't like being like the teacher the director. Yes, there you Jose. go.
0: So no, you, you, <laughs> you did assign. It.
1: I just want a different exactly. synonym please. I did the opportunity, the opportunity, opportunity. to, yes, to yes. speak.
0: Well, actually, um it's funny you mentioned that because uh Jose different from um the previous pastor. Jose does assign me <laughs> <laughs> the topic to speak on. And um so first it was that. And then the the second thing is that um, he and I got crossed up because we reversed some from scripture. So I
1: I reversed. I gave the wrong assignment. That's why.
0: Yeah. So (laughs) for the first two weeks, I was actually studying an entirely different (laughs) uh, scripture passage. So when I went back to him and said, hey, I have this great idea about this, I got a blank stare. And he goes, Mary, what is the scripture packages I gave you? I said, look nine, whatever he goes no, 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 six six So, um, nine, so I,
1: nine six similar <laughs> yeah, similar.
0: So I went back and uh, started over and as I mentioned, um, I learned a lot through this because I decided to go very broad and and look at all of the Sermon on the Mount. And as I mentioned, and it is no exaggeration, truly there are hundreds of volumes written wow. about the sermon on the mount in terms of books and yeah. and from commentators from 150 years ago uh to today and they don't all uh line up and then with podcast and and um youtube videos and it was it was in fact overwhelming. so I got to overwhelm really quick with this one to be to be really honest and um, and I didn't number my pages when I was taking notes. <laughs> so and my I, I think I showed Jose yeah. this my 30 pages back in front of yellow um, legal pads paper did not have page numbers so I did not know in which order they were intended to go. And at one point, I will say that I looked at Jose across the table, and I think he almost had—I told him, I said, I am so afraid that you are so afraid of me getting up there. <laughs>
2: Well, you did a great job, Barry. You really did. And I love just so yeah, there's two kind of key points here talking about God's priority. And- I'd love to say
1: one thing about that because it's true about scripture. You can read so much information about all of it. And the beautiful part, and it encourages me every time I get up there because I have those questions all the time. Who are you to say these things? Are you the final, you know, say? Are you interpreting this correctly? And all of those thoughts cross my mind every single week when I when I'm tasked to go up there and preach. But the bottom line is, and you you gave credit to the Holy Spirit in an amazing and beautiful way in your message. The Holy Spirit is faithful and the Holy Spirit is able to use fallible people like you and me to communicate, not an informational message, but a transformational one. And that's the point. If the word is not transforming us, if the word is only filling us with information, then well, yeah. Yeah. That's just Absolutely. gonna puff up our knowledge and make us feel like we're a little bit more important than we actually are. But you did that so beautifully yesterday. Yeah. Wow.
2: Thank you. Yes. And kind of the two passages, the two kind of points, talking about God's priority and just thinking about kind of what is our mammon, what is our worship that we are focused on. And then also when it comes to worrying. So I'd love to kind of take, uh, just hit both of those separately. And then one of the things I also loved that sounded like the Conversation podcast is you're focused on application. Yeah. So we love to do that as far as talk practical stuff. So I'd love to expound on that a little bit. You had just with each of these two sections, you had kind of calls and encouragement to reflect refocus, and rest. And so I'd love to kind of take each one first, kind of define it a little further. So you talked about reflect and I love one of the quotes you mentioned that you had just heard from John Maxwell talking about Mm -hmm. the ideas, turning experience into insight and kind of even beyond that, just a deeper understanding. And then one of the things you shared about is it's hard because it takes time and it takes courage. So I'd love for you to kind of maybe even break that down a little further and maybe share how have you found it helpful to reflect or what are some ways if someone hears that, I need to reflect this week, how do I I get started with that Mm -hmm. uh, on both of these topics that we talked Mm -hmm. about?
0: Yes, well, as I mentioned, reflection takes time. And that's one thing that we start out saying, well, I just don't have time for time. And that's just a false narrative. And the other thing is that the greatest learning does not come in the experience itself, but it comes in the reflection on the experience, because it's in that reflection that we see where we really are. And it, unfortunately, for me, the reflection was learned in hard times, um, where you know I was very hurt or very afraid or whatever the case may be. That. Once I got to the other side, I reflected back and said, what role did I play? And reflection takes courage. And I mentioned that because we don't like to ask ourselves hard questions. And as you both know, I, I'm a I'm a coach, I'm a credential coach. And one of the reasons why people hire coaches is because coaches don't have skin in the game. And so I'm able to ask questions of clients that no one will ask them. Even people that love them won't ask them that question because they don't want to put them in a place of pain. And sometimes to ask yourself that question, what role did I play? And then have to own it is a a deep place to be. But as I mentioned, um, and it is a coaching technique, I, I say to people, until we own it, until I say, this is the role I played because every situation is some kind of relationship between you or something or someone. And so if there's a failure or a breakdown, I have to own my part in that because once I own it and address it, then it cannot be used against me and I'm able to move forward. So that, that's the reflection. And, and about the mammon, um, you know, Taylor, we all you know fall into that occasionally that that's that's our fleshly nature you know we can make jokes about it which i do you know i like shiny things so i'm like a squirrel you know <laughs> squirrel and i run to the next shiny thing you know and and then i find myself having to you know circle back if it, it, if you will and it's just a daily choice yeah and um and he takes us back mm-hmm. and that's the hope that we have that he mm-hmm. takes us back
2: love that. And you even just mentioned kind of the two questions related reflect when it comes to this idea of God versus our mammon. Uh, the question of where is my focus and then where am I double-minded? Jose, I'd love to hear your thoughts on kind of how you've reflected and being able to just even check your own heart when it comes to what kind of idols or what are kind of things that you're seeking other than God.
1: Yeah. The challenge is twofold for me. One is what is that one thing or what are those things that are distracting me? And it is really difficult (coughs) to open up ourselves. Thankfully, again, God sent his Holy Spirit to do exactly that, to convict us, to comfort us, to counsel us. And so if we really do what Psalm 139 says, to examine, allow the Holy Spirit of God to examine our hearts and search our anxious thoughts, what worries us, what concerns us, he is going to show you. And the second thing is this lie that I believe that I can do both, that I can serve both. And I would say that that's probably my biggest takeaway, that word, you cannot, no one verse 24 can serve two masters so it's you sh- it's not you shouldn't or it's not a good idea to or that won't lead you to no you cannot and that makes it pretty black and white and it also you know on one side it makes me feel kind of closed off and said, so, oh, I got to stop doing all of these things. And then I fall into works and I fall into religion. But then I remember that it is for freedom that we've been set free. And so you were actually more free to live when we serve God. Mm. He opens up all of these opportunities and doors and um, allows us to live a life that that you know we can't live following after any other masters. So um, anyway,
0: yeah. um, Jose, really can I three. jump in on the word conviction? Because, yeah. you know, that word can have a negative connotation, much like conflict can have a negative connotation. Yeah. And it did until I had to give a presentation called the gift of conflict. So that was interesting. But anyway, <laughs> conviction can have a negative connotation. And I think we have to be really careful, um, to remember that the Holy Spirit convicts us for the because he loves us mm-hmm, right yeah. he convicts us so that we'll look back at him and say what and he draws us back in love he convicts us he ch- he checks my spirit right mm-hmm. and i feel something about that and he um and be- it's because of the great love for that he has for us and because of the freedom he wants us to walk in that he has us turn back and then again for the role we play do i how can I if I need to make restitution for that? Or do I need to have a conversation about that? Or do I just need to go to the Lord and say, you know, guard my heart? I was looking yeah. at the wrong thing. Guard my mind? I yeah. was thinking the wrong thing. Yeah.
2: yeah. And that's really tying perfectly into the next segment about refocusing. And that was really the heart of that, as far as this idea of kind of what's the source of my security and where does my time and attention go towards? So I know this is kind of a very I don't know. It's a loaded question. I think a key part of just the whole Christian walk, but for I'd love to hear both of y'all's thoughts on how you refocus and how not only are you reflecting and, and just taking captive the idols that come up. I mean, I'm reading, I love the list you had Mary up on the screen as far as what mammon could mean. And so I wrote down, it's like mm-hmm. money, status, position, appearance, title, possessions, words, fame, recognition. I'm like, Check, check, check. You know, that's like everything. And so it's I mean, it really is. That's the point. It's yeah. everything uh, or whatever is valued more than than God. And so how do y'all both kind of navigate life as you are thrown? I mean, both of y'all have had opportunities in so many different fields and so many areas to experience kind of and chase after these different uh kind of opportunities. And so how do you kind of keep yourself in check and refocus time and time again on making sure that that God is number one? <laughs> I'm looking at
0: your face, Mary. Go ahead, Mary.
2: (laughs) (laughs) No, I am really interested
1: in what in what you have to say. I think for me, it's it really is simple. I mean, it it can get really complex, but we say that Jesus is our Lord and our Savior, and I think that we can focus on Savior often. That He has purchased our freedom. He has, um, you know, paid the price for our sins. He saved us from the pit of hell you know, fully forgiven us, absolutely. But because he is our savior world, he's also our Lord. And that means that we are accountable to what he wants us to, to, or how he wants us to live. And I think for this one, the refocusing, it's just remembering, remembering that lordship daily that we serve him and he alone. And so we need to stay humble. We need to stay um, nimble in terms of ready to pivot, ready to say, all right, yep, that that's not right. That's not how God's calling me uh, to go. And then we need to be students of the word. If the word is not living, and, and if if we're not reading and consuming the word, then, then we're being dictated or we're, we're following someone else's words or someone else's ways. So
0: yeah. Lord, yes, good Lord. Well, <clears throat> because I'm quite a bit older <laughs> than our podcast host <laughs> and our <laughs> our lead pastor, um, you know, I lived a life very similar to Bob Walker, and um, I had a very successful corporate career. That the success and it was worldly success, um I made a lot of money um I was very well thought of. I won lots of things, looking back the thing that and so i so I have this past to look back on it and say, Oh, so that's what it looks like, mm-hmm. yeah, but <clears throat> I look back on it and um you know in in almost twenty years, there was Untold number of plaques and trophies and mm-hmm. bookcase paraphernalia. And do you know that <laughs> my office um, in downtown Houston, I never hung one of those. I never had one of those on my desk. Every time I won something, it went in a box somewhere because that trip or that accolade or whatever it was meant it was over and I mm. had to start again. <laughs> And so I was on that treadmill for a very long period of time, and I didn't have the significant negative impact on my family that Bob spoke of because my children were very young. I'm not saying that there wasn't an impact. Um, But I look back on that, and I remember specifically the day that my husband said to me, you know, Mary, we really don't need your income anymore. You could try to, you know, you could stay home and try to be a stay at home mom. And I was devastated because I did not know what it looked like to be a stay at home mom. And it could really make me emotional because for a year I struggled with that. I was like, what do they do? What Mm -hmm. do they wear? Mm -hmm. What do they eat? And, you know, I I didn't know. Um, And I found out in a very short period of time that it was easier for me to work. (laughs) So um, I had that experience uh, that Bob did. And there were many humbling points along the way um, there. And so, you know, for me, it was just kind of life and getting closer to the Lord. And eventually— And I think he does this for anybody who is willing to look for it. He closed some of those doors and opened others' doors like at the Pregnancy Resource Center. People came into my sphere that said, you would be good at this, or why don't you consider volunteering at that? And when those doors opened, I was so hungry to be among other people that I went and did those things. And then the Lord says, look, you don't have a title, but this is my work. Yeah. Now you're working for me instead of somebody else. You know, it's not the money, but it's the life that you're changing. Mm-hmm. And the money was no longer, and not the, that the money was ever an issue, but, you know, those are things that we get concerned about when yeah. we have a family yeah. and so forth. So, so Taylor, I had some experiences that... um that he helped, you know, put blinders on and refocus. Refocus. Yeah, refocus yeah. to what he wanted me to do.
1: Thanks for sharing that, Mary. Yeah. I told and you I, I was excited to hear what you had to share. <laughs> it's really good.
0: It's something that I said while I was there that I wanted to, you know, we we all have our life purpose, and I outlined that a little bit there. Yeah. But inside that life purpose of being an image bearer and 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 mm-hmm. sharing and showing the love of God inside that life purpose, he gives us each assignments and the different assignments are in different seasons. And so, you know, there, I had an assignment at when he wanted me to be a a counselor at the pregnancy resource center. And then he changed my assignment when he wanted me to be on the board. And he changed my assignment again, when he said, I want you to go back to school and, Mm -hmm. you know, become a coach. And, So there's all these different assignments, and some of them overlap. And then, you know, once you're a parent, um, you're never not a parent. And so that assignment stays intact, so there has to be room for that. And, you know, once you're a wife, you're a wife until you're no longer a wife. And so, you know, that assignment. And so it's really important that um, for me to be able to look out at and to say to the men and the women who hear this message— your assignment is important. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're in the assignment of you're being a stay-at-home mom, then that's the most important assignment that you can have. And God is saying, I will bless you in that assignment and you work at that as if you're working for the Lord. Mm -hmm. And if you're in youth ministry, Mm -hmm. that is your assignment and there's no more important assignment. He chose you to do that. And um, so I see that now again because of age. Um, probably clearer than I ever have before. So I want to encourage the That's people yeah. that think they're behind the scenes and the, that they are not seen. God sees you yeah. and he gave you that assignment. And and the rest of us that maybe are more on the forefront, we have to have you mm-hmm. back there. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, a shout out to Paulina. I just, I, I, I wrote her a note this morning, but you know, I I couldn't have done what she did for me on Sunday, hmm. and yet nobody ever sees her. Yeah. <laughs> but I, you know, but I needed that. I mean, she brought forth things through her slides that the visual learner, yeah, learned that an audible teacher can't bring. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: That's the body of Christ, isn't it? And that's 1 Corinthians 12. All body parts working together to glorify the name of Jesus. I love this concept of assignment, but I know you got another question.
2: I got another one. Uh, we camp out there, but uh, no, I just want to touch, touch on that because you mentioned that, Mary, just about kind of when you went into worry and talking about God's priorities, God's providence and God's plan. And I love that because you broke it out even further talking about, yeah, being an image bearer and then loving God and loving others and then going and making disciples and all of that, working your heart um, as -hmm. if it was for the Lord. And so I love kind of, as we touch on, well, I'll say one note that I love how, as we go through the sermon on the Mount, how I've noticed personally, how connected all these Mm -hmm. things are. So we were just talking about kind of worship And then you go right into worry and how the same concepts, these same concepts of reflect, refocus, and rest apply to each of these. And so the one that you have for rest is rest in God's priorities, providence, and plan. And so uh, I can personally relate to how you describe just so much of our culture and just who we are as we go, 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 and rest can be difficult. And so I'd love to hear both of y'all's thoughts on kind of where rest plays a part in this, this important concept of reflecting, refocusing and then rest in both our worship and in our amidst our worry.
0: Mm. Well, I might've skipped one step in there. <laughs> oh, <Uh-oh.
2: laughs> Never too late. Never too We're late. Writing things.
0: No. Uh, you know, I think the rest part starts with surrender. Mm-hmm. So, I think to go to rest, we need to surrender. And and in the example that I used of me, and let me state that I really enjoy telling stories about other people. Okay, so this Sunday wasn't near as much fun to, well, for me. Somebody else was
1: in that story. Paul was a part of that story. So
0: poor <laughs> right. sure, Paul. Uh, but anyway, um, because I I had to surrender everything that I was trying to do. And and I want to say that the Lord sees that. You know, I was trying to prepare. You know, I was trying to prepare for the assignment that I had been given, and I just overwhelmed myself. And how did I do that? Because I was trying to do it on my own, is the bottom line. Mm-hmm. And so when I was trying to put all that together, I got overwhelmed, and I had to get to rest. I had to. I, I mean, after my husband said that, I, I, it grieved me to see you in pain. I did. I went back to the bedroom and plopped down on the bed, surrounded by yellow notebook tab- tablets. And I said, "Am I in pain?" And and I determined that I was. And I surrendered that. And I, I had to surrender everything. I said, "You know, I don't know what I'm doing." You know, and and so in order to rest, I had to surrender. And that can be difficult for us. And I want to say it can be di- it can be particularly difficult for people who see themselves as capable, competent, and resourceful. Mm -hmm. Because when you see yourself as capable, competent, and resourceful, you think, well, then I should be able to do that. And so, and I will just say that, I I think I'm capable, competent, and resourceful. And in that place, the Lord said, you know, you are, but not in and of yourself. And so I had to surrender all that. Um, and so surrender came first. And then that's when he said, you, you, you know, do you want me to help you write this? <laughs> and um, I thought, well, he's certainly qualified. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think surrender yeah. comes, before, comes in part in that rest, the surrender. And like Jose mentioned earlier, the freedom. You know, we don't have freedom until we surrender. That's right. Because we have our right. hands right. gripping what it is that we are looking yep. at.
1: Yep. And so those three P's, I'm, I'm going to mix them up a little bit. But when you shared those with me before you spoke, I was I was sold and encouraged <laughs> and convicted that they were so good. Uh, first one that I, that came up was providence. God is providential. He's got it all under control. So when we surrender, we're surrendering to his providence. He's Lord. He's good. And then the second, the priorities, that's you you hit that earlier with, you know, whatever assignment you have, make sure before you submit to that assignment, make sure that it fits God's priorities because those are laid out in scripture very, very well. You mentioned marriage. Marriage is of high priority to God. Our parenting is of high priority to God. Our vocation is as well, but not nearly as important as, you know, marriage or, or, and then you add other things that we're dealing with citizenship and country and all of that stuff. It's important to God, but it's really important that we get his priorities straight. Mm -hmm. We talked about that in the kingdom culture series, not kingdom culture, kingdom Kingdom culture? Kingdom culture. Yeah, because this is Kingdom Manifesto. Anyway, and then, yeah, the plan. I, I see that as, you know, what's God's plan for my life? And I don't know uh, if you're listening, if you're questioning maybe your assignment now, but God does have an assignment and a plan. And when you surrender to him, he will show you, hey, that's a, that's a door closed either because it's not something that I prioritize or um, it's just not what the Holy Spirit is leading you to do. He opens up other doors and that's the freedom and fun that I feel Mm -hmm. like we get as we follow Jesus. Mm -hmm. And that gives me, that brings me rest. When I know I'm where I'm supposed to be and I know that God is the one that opened up those doors. Yeah. It's good.
0: Mm -hmm. That is, that is great. That's great. I heard something recently about how the Holy spirit, you know, um, wants, I, I mean, how God loves us, loves us exactly as we are. Um, and so he saw me in that struggle. And while he loved me while I was doing that, um, he goes to great lengths to remake my priorities. And my priority at the time was me doing it. And his priority at the time is me doing it with him. Yeah. And so it, it was a real learning experience. And uh, I I reached out to several different people. I mean, I, I told Hosea, I was like, <laughs> when I get in overwhelm, I'm reaching for everything. And as if somebody else could help me. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of a wake-up call, too. It's like, and it's not that my husband doesn't help me or that a trusted friend mm-hmm. doesn't help me. But when you are in a desperate state and you are reaching out to other people, for the help that only the Lord can give, that is when he'll, you know, he'll convict you and call you back. And, and Jose, I have to tell you, um, you know, you and I do this one word and many people do the one word for the year. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, uh, the Lord tried to give me love in January and it's a good word. Yeah, it's a good (laughs) word. But in January (laughs) I got sick with COVID (laughs) <laughs> and then had double pneumonia. And then February, we had the freeze. Yeah. So I decided yeah. that January and February, I was going to cut off January and February <laughs> and put them with the year 2020. 2020. Right. 2020. So my year didn't start till March. I love it. Yeah. I love it. But I was still um, negotiating the word love because I really wanted the word compassion. Mm. <laughs> and so when I was writing this, and after I delivered the first message in the first service and had to use that word and and how it resonated through this passage about mm. he convicts us because he loves us. Yeah. He says we cannot, not because we physically cannot, but because we cannot in freedom. Yeah. And he loves us so much mm. that he wants us to cannot That's right. That's <laughs> so right. that we'll be in freedom and He does not want us to worry. He convicts us of worry, not as a punishment, but as a conviction because He loves us. Mm-hmm. And so love kept coming up. And so by the end of Sunday, I went ahead and agreed with Him to go ahead and take love <laughs> from love, now till December I love, 31st. <laughs> I
1: love an inside. One of the things, every time you share it, Mary, we get an inside you know, view of your relationship with the Lord. And it's so fun. It really is.
0: And I will tell you that um, I was telling our daughter, she's 35, so this might have been a year or so ago, about one of these struggles that I was having with, you know, him giving me the word and not liking the word and, you know, struggling with the message and all this kind of stuff and on and on. And she said, after a long pregnant pause, (laughs) Mom, do you ever hear God roll his eyes at you? (laughs) And I said, God does not roll his eyes at me. And she said, Yeah, he does. We all do. <laughs> we all do. We all do. <laughs> so I kind of picture God doing that and I'm I'm okay with it. It's kind of like he says, you know, I'm i I'm still your Lord. I'm still mm-hmm. the King of Kings, right. the Lord of Lords. I still love you and you're still a work in process. <laughs> there you go.
2: are we all? We all, exactly. We all are. Uh, Mary, thank you so much for, for your message yesterday and then joining us on the podcast. Uh, Jose, I'd love to give you the final word as we've got just a few weeks left. Of right. This. We're in
1: chapter seven of Kingdom Manifesto. So final chapter and uh, got a couple more weeks. Can't wait to see what God does. All right. Hey, thanks, everybody, for listening to the Conversations podcast. If you have any questions that you want us to answer on the podcast, you can email us, conversations at cypresscreekchurch.com. Also, don't forget to subscribe and share the podcast. Thanks for being here again, everybody. It was awesome. That's it for this version of the podcast. We will see you guys next time.